You're listening to a podcast from Reality Honolulu. For more information or ways to get involved in the life of the church, visit realityhonolulu.com. Thanks for listening. Aloha and welcome. Thank you so much for joining us here this morning. My name is Riz. I'm a pastor here at Reality Honolulu. If you don't know me, I'm just honored to be a part of what God is doing in and through our church. Um, but before we begin, I just want to pray in the midst of all that's going on in our world, especially in our nation this past week. Uh, my, my hope and prayer is that you're fixing your gaze and your attention on Christ and placing your hope in him. That in the midst of earthly turmoil, that you would be experiencing the grace and peace that comes from our Heavenly Father. In church, I want to encourage you, as I do often, as Scripture tells us, that our primary citizenship is of heaven and our main allegiance is to the kingdom of God, not merely and only an earthly one. And as we navigate these really difficult times in this earthly nation that we're a part of, let's be reminded that our primary place and allegiance is to the kingdom of God and its king, right? And that king is King Jesus, who sits on the throne ruling and reigning in love and grace and mercy and justice for all of eternity. Can I get an amen? Um, also, I want to mahalo all of those that came out in person or via Zoom for our first meeting of the year, uh, prayer meeting of the year, this past Wednesday. And we spent time praying for our nation, for its peace and unity of its people. And I want to encourage all of us to continue to regularly take time to pray for it as well. It's good. It's right. And um, the Bible tells us to do so. That said... Today is Vision Sunday for our church, and I'm really excited for it. You know, what today is meant to be, it's going to be different than um, what we normally do, right? It's not going to be a normal expository Bible teaching from a section of Scripture. But I will say I'm excited for next week as we're digging in and diving back into our study in the book of Acts that we kind of put on the shelf and done a whole bunch of other great things for a few months. We're getting back into it and really excited for that next week. So join us. But the heart... And the goal for today is to simply share what's most important to us, our values and how and why we do the things we do to see those things come to pass. And also, you know, the hope would be to cast vision or expectation to hope and dream about God, what God would do through our church. And, and again, today's not meant to like be exhaustive and have all the details and be long-winded but rather just communicate what we're about and what we feel God is leading and calling us to be and to do. And I think if you've been with us for uh, the past three years since the church started or anywhere in between there, this will probably be, um, I hope, is a helpful reminder or even maybe a recalibration to what we feel called to as a church and what we're about. 
you know, obviously 2020 has been so different and we haven't met in the same way and we've, um, and it's been crazy and it kind of continues to be crazy and there's a lot that's happened and we've had to and, and it's, it's been good but it's been hard that we've tackled some hard social and cultural stuff and, you know, even preparing for this teaching, it was helpful for myself to think about and recall and ask God, God, what are we supposed to be all about again? What are our core values, right? There's so much we can talk about and think about and do, um, but what are we supposed to primarily be about as a church uh, here in Hawaii as reality, Honolulu? How do you want us to do those things? And for those of you that are new, that haven't been around, that haven't heard any of this, that maybe are curious or maybe got sent this link or just checking out or interested, um, I, I hope it'll be helpful for you to find out a bit more about us. And again, um, we'll be talking all about these things as time goes on and there's more info on the website and all that, but um, I hope it's helpful. And when you're hearing this and you hear what we're about, uh, when you compare it to every other church that I think is trying to be biblical and faithfully follow Jesus, it's not gonna be vastly different or something hip, trendy, cool, new. Oh my goodness, reality has, they're doing it this and that and the other. Um, they're doing something new, different under the sun. But what I, I believe and what we believe is that, um, and we're aware of, is that reality Honolulu, right, is one piece of the larger body of Christ. And we, and we believe that God is a God that um, calls each local expression of his big church, like, right, each little church, each each uh, church with the lowercase c, he calls us to do different things. Maybe have different um, emphases, emphasize, emphasize different things, serve in different areas, uh, be in a different area, uh, have different ministries or service projects or whatever it is. And I think um, in a lot of ways that's good and healthy and right that churches are different and God calls different churches to different things because we're all hopefully trying to serve God and see God's kingdom come forth uh, specifically here in Hawaii as it is in heaven. And uh, I want to let you know, as a church, we're constantly asking God this and praying, God, what is our unique place and calling as a church? Right? What is the question we, we, we ask often so that we don't get complacent and, you know, just comfortable and always want to be led by the Spirit of God is uh, specifically for us, what is our kuleana? What's our unique place and our purpose? And um, God, what do you, how would you have us be a part of the kingdom of God here? Well, what do you want us to give our time and attention to? What's our unique place and piece of your church here in Hawaii? And again, uh, what we mean by that is like outside of generally what God calls us all to do in his word, but rather God, how is your spirit leading us and what is your will for us as a church specifically and it's really one i want to share and hopefully it's helpful today um, but this is what we believe we believe that god has called us reality honolulu to be what our mission statement is right that is a community following jesus seeking renewal in the land i want to take time and just unpack that um, the first part is this idea that, in, in the belief that we are a church that follows Jesus, right? We believe individually as Christians, that means is we're followers of Jesus. A better idea, a biblical term, is that we're disciples, 
which means to be a learner or a apprentice of a teacher. And a primary value is that as a church, we are a people that follow Jesus. He leads us, we follow. Him and his word are our teachers, and we apprentice. We learn under, under study and disciple under king and teacher, Jesus. In essence, we believe that as a Christian, what we're to do is to model and actually emulate in our own lives the life of Jesus. Right? How, how would Jesus, how did he live? How did he act? How did he love God? How did he treat others and in turn we're to apprentice learn that be disciples of who jesus is in our own lives and the foundational belief for us as a church is that jesus is the senior leader he's the senior pastor we see this in first peter chapter 5 he is the chief shepherd he's in control of our church it's not me or the elders of the board or our staff and, and the reason is that's because we believe that reality Honolulu is not ours. It's not our church. It's Jesus' church that he is building and that we're trying to be faithful with. God, where are you going? We want to go with you. It's your church. It's not ours. It's not our own intellect or what we come up with. It's God, what do you want to do through us? Here we are. Use us. And our goal, our primary goal is that each of us would know Jesus closely, right? Each of us would individually in this church have a personal relationship with Jesus and that we would be heavily invested on the making of new disciples and the growing in discipleship for ourselves, for each of us, right? We strongly believe that as Christians, our discipleship this process of, of learning and following Jesus and what it means to be like him. It begins once we're saved. You see, once we're saved, you know, this, this journey doesn't end, but in many ways it begins. It's a journey to follow and love Jesus and to follow him as disciples or as learners. My heart as a pastor, our heart as a church is that we that you would always be given, that we would always have a steady diet of God's word, that we would always be praying for the leading and the empowering of his spirit so that each of us individually of all ages would become loving and mature disciples of Jesus. See, discipleship is of utmost importance to us here at Reality Honolulu. And our desire is to as best as we can by the Spirit of God to equip, to teach, to challenge you to grow and become more like Jesus. And, you know, just as a pastor looking at the world around us, seeing the news, looking at the, the social media feeds of what other believers are doing and how they're acting and how they're reacting to all um, that's happening and everything that's happening in 2020, Man, it lights a fire under me to make sure, like for us in our church, that we know for ourselves who the Jesus of the Bible is. And that by the sanctifying work of the Spirit, that our lives would become like His. But again, that's a whole other sermon. We're going to do that. Again, not long-winded. But my heart 
is that each of us would know how to view the world around us and specifically how to view and treat others around us as become more like Jesus. And, and I want to, before we move on, I want to give you a plug on our Bible reading plan that's going on because the primary way in which you know who Jesus is and allow the Spirit to speak to you is by reading the Word of God and studying it and knowing it for yourself. We put it together, I think, a really good guide, a doable, realistic Bible reading plan to read the whole New Testament over the course of this year, 2021. We just started it this past week, and it's just a chapter a day, Monday through Friday, and you have the weekends to catch up or start the new one or journal. And um, I cannot highly recommend it enough uh, to grow in discipleship with Jesus by reading his word and knowing his word. You can go to our website, realityhonolulu.com, and find the Bible reading plan page. There's videos by the Bible Project that accompany the guide to better understand what you're reading, but cannot highly recommend that enough to grow in your relationship with Jesus as disciples in 2021, because it's really important to us as a church. Uh, second point, thing that's really important to cast some vision today is that we are a church family, right? As the mission statement starts, we're a community that follows Jesus. That first part there, we are a community. And this is really important to us that our lives and our Christianity is not supposed to be lived out alone, but rather our individual relationship with Jesus is to be played out and also grows inside of relationships and in a church community. But we also see that God has designed and desires the church to be made up of unique members with differing gifts that we would come together to complement each other with our differing strengths and weaknesses. So you see, not only that, but we believe that as the people of God, as brothers and sisters in Christ, with the same Lord and Heavenly Father, that we're meant to be family. That in every sense of the word, that each individual member of our church is to view itself a part of a church family. Right? If you consider yourself a part of reality, that you wouldn't just think of yourself as, oh, I just come or I just attend, but rather the ethos, the culture of our community would be that each of us view our church as a spiritual family. And for us, that doesn't come in the form of a formal membership, but rather it's a commitment to Christ and his people. Right, in the same way in your family, right, other than a uh, legal marriage contract, you are a part of your family, um, not only close but extended, by relationship, right, by commitment, by care and love for one another. So we as a church, we desire and put high value on the church being a family. Like we really do desire authentic community to happen. We pray for deep and authentic relationships to form between people in our church. And by God's grace and to his credit, it's been beautiful 
thus far in these three short years to witness and see how well you care for each other and model this. You guys don't understand how excited I get when I see you guys a part of this church family, like helping each other move and getting groceries for each other and watching each other's kids and like being with someone when they're grieving the loss of a loved one. You're just spending time together, that you're going to the beach, that you're doing life with one another. And we really do value the church being together and time together. And that's why for us, and me personally, like COVID has been so hard because a normal rhythm for us as a church is to make space for this, right? If you've been around, like what we do in the summer, we usually spend like multiple days throughout the summer at Kaimana Beach, barbecue, cooking, potluck, spending all day together, no agenda, just time together to cultivate relationships. Right? I miss those times of setup and teardown where the setup and the teardown crew had great laughs together and camaraderie and relationships were formed. We always build long times of fellowship before and after when we get together. Um, in the past, we've camped together. Uh, we just like to hang out and be a family. And I'm praying and hoping lots more even come 2021, um, but as our church goes on. But... If you've been a part of our church, you know that we really do care um, about every age and season of life for this to happen. That our heart is to care for Keiki and Kapuna alike and to give equal attention and care. And we just so desire that our church would be a place where everyone can call home and feel like family. And again, if we stopped there and we were done, um, and that's just who we are, we would become so inwardly focused, right, that we would forget what we as disciples in community, uh, what we're supposed to be is we're also supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus to see redemption and renewal come to the world around us. And that's the last kind of big thing I want to talk about this morning is we want to be, we desire to be. A value is that, that, that we are a church seeking God's renewal in the world. Right? The last part of the mission statement goes we're a community following Jesus seeking renewal in the land. And we feel very called and led to show and to model and to tell the world of who Jesus is and what God designed the world to be like. We very much feel called to be the hands and feet of Jesus um, in this world around us in all its brokenness as agents of renewal to actively pray and participate in seeing God's kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. You see, our belief is that, and, and what the word of God tells us, is that God desires to see people and earth redeemed, restored and renewed back to what it was designed to. Because if you remember in the first couple chapters of Genesis, we get a picture of it of how God designed all of this to interact and how we would treat each other in the world. And uh, this is all pre-sin, but it was perfect. Everything was in perfect harmony. There was no rebellion, no anger, no division, no pollution, no extinction, no pain, no death, and the list goes on. But sin entered the world as we know, and we are reaping still the effects of sin and the brokenness that comes from it. And it's because God's design 
for humanity is broken and for creation is broken. And what happens in the Sermon on the Mount, which we're right in in our Bible reading plan, is that Jesus tells his disciples, his followers, his apprentices, that we should pray that God's kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven. Because again, we know the end of the story is that one day Jesus will come back and he'll restore all things and there'll be a new heaven and new earth and all will be fixed. But we live in the tension of, of the, the kingdom of God is here. It's been ushered in with Jesus, but the consummation is not fully here yet. You see, Jesus ushered in God's kingdom rule and reign of the kingdom of God on earth when he came. 2,000 years ago in Israel. And what happened was, at the end of the book of Matthew or the beginning of the book of Acts, we see that it didn't stop there. It didn't end when Jesus left, God's kingdom left, but he actually passed the torch or the baton, so to speak, to the church, his followers, his disciples, so that we now, followers of Jesus, by the Spirit of God, would now be the agents of renewal of the kingdom of God to see God's redemption and restoration and renewal come to the earth. And again, first and foremost, as a church, right, the, the way in which we see that is we want to be a part of people being saved, right? We want to be the bearer of good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what he did upon the cross and how he forgave our sins. We want everyone to come to know Jesus, right? The cross and its meaning is of utmost importance, but I hope that if you know anything, that that should be a give-in. That should be a primary, that we're ambassadors of Jesus, we're bearers of the good news, that we share in what we've experienced ourselves that's salvation and new life. But church, it doesn't stop there. It would be incomplete restoration and renewal if it stopped just spiritually. See, we even see with Jesus that it didn't stop with forgiveness of sins. That's not just why he came. That wasn't only his purpose. But as we read the Gospels, Jesus was all about seeing God's redemption and renewal come in people's lives, in the systems in place, in the society as a whole of that day. Right? We see just a glimpse of this little summary. We see it all through the Gospels, but we see the summary, what we read just a couple days ago in Matthew chapter 4 in our Bible reading plan. See how important it is to know the Word of God. Matthew 4, 23 through 25 says, that's what Jesus did. Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. So that's the spiritual part, but it doesn't stop there. What else did Jesus do? He healed every disease and sickness among the people. And what happened? News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Like he renewed their physical bodies. It says large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. You see, Jesus was all about seeing renewal come in more ways than just spiritually. Right? We see this with physical healings. We see this with him providing food for thousands when they had none. 
We see this how he approached and he did away with religious, cultural, and racial lines that divided. He did away with them to see God's kingdom renewal come. We see this in how he treated the vulnerable and, and women and outcasts of society. You see, when Jesus came, the kingdom of God, God broke in and began to bring renewal, not only spiritually, but physically, emotionally, mentally, and even socially, back to the way that God designed it. And for us as reality Honolulu, like we care about all the stuff that God cares about. And so we really do deeply care about the brokenness in the world. And we want to partner with God to see spiritual, physical, emotional, and mental renewal come. Like we care about the well-being of all and, and their situation, how they're doing, um, how they've been treated, how they currently are, their past hurts, their present hurts. And we care. And we want to be involved. We want to speak up for, we want to care about the marginalized and vulnerable in our society. And as you can guess, like, right, there's tons of needs and there's tons of ways you can do this. And I hope to get involved with all of them over the course of our, of our lifetime as a church. But over the past few years, you know, if you've been around, we've started to engage in some of these areas that are, that are close to our heart. Um, we've just scratched the surface, right? We've just started the conversation, and we've just started praying. But um, if you've been around, you, you know some of those areas have been that we feel called, and we deeply care and want to see healing and reconciliation come to indigenous communities, um, right? Here with Native Hawaiians, with all the, the painful and complicated history here the past 200 years, um, and its current effects that we see um, as a church. We would love to be a part and um, to see what it would look like for us to be a part of, of seeing healing and reconciliation, renewal come, and for God to move in this area. And also, um, we just, you know, started talking about this, this, this past year, but we also deeply care and want to see healing and restoration and racial reconciliation come to our brothers and sisters of color, right? We, we would love to be a part of seeing God move in this area, inside and outside of the church, to see racial healing and reconciliation and renewal come. And as a church, like we want to be prayerful about right humble about this knowing we're going to make mistakes and do things wrong and but we really feel called to step into these really painful complicated messy controversial places because not not just to to do it to do it but we want to see god bring redemption and restoration and renewal come where it's needed most. That God's kingdom, God's design, God's love, his care, his justice, his mercy come in these broken and hard places. To see his kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven, starting here in Hawaii and to the ends of the earth. And on that note, um, a guiding section of scripture that the prophet Isaiah gave to Israel, which 
has been given to us time and time again over the past several years through different people that has been prophetically spoken over us, prayed for, dreams, visions, that, that this would be a part of who we are, that this would describe the ways in which we see renewal come here in Hawaii. It's Isaiah 58, 6 through 12, reading out of the New Living Translation. It says this, This is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. And when you call, the Lord will answer, yes, I am here. He will click, quickly reply, remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness and your darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities, and you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Guys, I honestly have chicken skin right now. Because I so believe that this is the type of stuff and that God wants us to be a part of. That we would be a church sees renewal and redemption and restoration come in all all these places that we would be known as those that rebuild the deserted ruins of our cities you'll be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes god let it be again the specifics of all this will come in time the how and when god knows and he'll lead us just as he always has. But to wrap up some ending thoughts is this. This is the takeaway. What we desire and what we feel called to as a church is this. That Reality Honolulu can be a place where you and your family can grow as loving and mature disciples of Jesus. That you can truly feel that this is your ohana. And that together, that we're used by God to see God, God's kingdom come here on earth, here in Hawaii, as it is in heaven. And church, despite the extremely difficult time that we're living in, and all the unknowns, and when are we going to meet again, and how is that going to look, and the when, despite all of that, I want you to know, I'm very hopeful, very excited for what God has for us as a church in 2020 as we endeavor to be a community following Jesus, seeking renewal in the land. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this time this morning. And God, I am so excited for the ways in which you want to move in and through our church family. I'm just blessed and honored and humbled to be a part of this. And 
God, despite how this year looks, thank you that you're leading us. Thank you that you're guiding. Thank you that this is your church. You are the senior pastor. And even as we worship you now, we pray you'd be exalted for who you are and what you've done and what you will do. We love you, God, and we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, a lot more to come. We'll talk about all these things, but I hope that that was helpful, and I, and I, I hope that you're excited, and um, I'd love to do this with you. Church, I want to do this with you. I, I'm in this. I'm part of the family as well, and um, love you. Let's worship God right now. Don't tune out, but let's exalt him in our homes with these worship songs, and we'll see you soon. Aloha.